Hello, and thank you for joining us for the Hatchbend Apostolic Church web broadcast. In our society today, some, and yes, sadly, maybe even most, question the value of preaching in their lives. But we still believe what Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. In essence, Paul preached that God has chosen the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. And so that's why we still place such a high value on the preached word of God in agreement to the scripture. And so now I'd like to thank you again for joining us for a message from our pastor at Hatchbend Apostolic Church. Again this morning, I just want to talk for just a few minutes about something that uh, I'm going to stray just for the sake of time a little bit away from what we have been teaching on Sunday mornings, our foundation series. And um, we'll just pick that up at another time. But I'm, I just want to drop something in your heart if I can do that. How's that? The book of Acts is a very familiar book to most of us. And certainly the events of the book of Acts are not something that we take for granted. I try diligently to visit and revisit and revisit and revisit the book of Acts. And um, because in this, it's not just, it's not just a, a historical account, even though it is historical accounts, but it's not just history, but it is something very vital to the foundation of who and what we are as a church, not just to the New Testament church that's bound in the pages of this book, but to the New Testament church that is alive and well in 2016. In the book of Acts chapter 2 and verse 42, and if you'll just join there, if you don't have a Bible, just follow us on the screen. And I'm going to read three verses here that are uh, perhaps for many very familiar. The Bible says, they can, And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, and in, the, in breaking of bread and in prayers. And fear came upon every soul, and many signs and wonders were done by the apostles. Verse number 44 says, And all that believed were together. Amen. All that believed were together and had all things common. And if I could just center our thoughts today around that single word, together, I think that is one of the most vital keys of the church today, to be together. Amen. There's something to be said about what's happening right here, right now. If we were just to freeze this moment in time, there's something to be said about just being together. The church was built on the very foundation of togetherness or oneness. Amen. That, That sameness of having things in common. And so in order to devote themselves to the teaching of the church, they obviously had to come together to hear this. And uh, they had to connect to one another in order to be taught. And that's, that's what we're living out here this very day. And we have come together. This is not a random meeting. We didn't just find ourselves here. Uh, we just came here with great intention. And for many of us, the preparation to be here even today started many hours ago. Amen. We set our clocks if that's necessary, and we did whatever was was pertinent in the best interest to make sure that we arrived here at, at this hour, at this place, to come together for a purpose. And so there's something wonderful to be said about the coming together. 
I think when we uh, gather for various meetings, not just in the local church, but when we think about the things that we participate in as a church, district conference or ladies conference or men's conference or camp meeting or prayer conference and things of that nature, there's something to be said about the sheer fact of just coming together. Amen. It's refreshing, not just to reconnect and see old friends and and relive old stories or create new stories, but there's just something about the energy and the strength that we feel. It really doesn't matter who who sang. It doesn't really matter at the end of it who who preached. Amen. Uh, We were together, and there was something uh, that happened powerful in our lives as an end result of that, and that's not... By accident, but that is by design because the church put, the Lord put the church together to be together. Amen. So we have to connect. We have to make sure that we not just come together, but we stay together. Amen. And uh, if we turn our attention to the book of Judges 18 for just a, a few moments, in the book of Judges 18, verses 1 and 2, the Bible says, In those days there was no king in Israel. And in those days the tribe of the Danites sought them an inheritance to dwell in. For unto that day all their inheritance had not fallen unto them among the tribes of Israel. And the children of Dan sent of their family five men from their coast, men of valor from Zorah to Eshtael, to spy out the land and to search it. And they said unto them, Go, search the land. Who, when they came to Mount Ephraim, to the house of Micah, they lodged there. If we drop down to verse number 7, the scripture says, Then the five men departed and came to Laish, and saw the people that were therein, how they dwelt careless after the manner of the Zidonians, quiet and secure. And there was no magistrate in the land that might put them to shame in anything And they were far from the Zidonians and had no business with any man. Now I know sometimes in the King James language we can get a little bit lost in the story of thee and thou. Even though I think that is the most accurate translation. But if I can just put this in our language today. It's here was a group of people that that were quiet, secure the scripture says. But they were separated from help. They were an island to themselves. They just said, we'll get over here in a comfortable place and we'll just kind of do our own thing. Laish was a people, while they were content, they were not connected. There was not a sense of togetherness to anybody that could help them in the time of need. Several years ago, I read a book and one of the chapters of this book talked about how that the settlers of of the West, when they began to, uh, to occupy America and move from the East to the West... They were not accustomed to having land, or at least large parcels of land. And so when they were finally able to acquire land, it just seemed like the most logical thing to build your house in the center of the land so that they could just kind of behold everything that they had. And so they may, they may own hundreds or even in some cases thousands of acres, and we would build their home or their homestead in the middle of that land. And what happened in time was that when crops failed, they had no one to help them. When, when, uh, when sickness or disease come along, they had really no, no one to, to even be with. And so it wasn't just about the fact of, uh, of having someone there in your life in a time or a season of crisis. But 
in time, they began to realize that because there was no one there but their family, there was not really a need to fix yourself up. There was no, no need for any of this because we're not going to see anybody. We're not going to be with anybody. And, and crops failed and, and diseases came and families died. And then finally, someone wised up and realized that if we, if I could draw this picture in your mind today, that if there were four blocks of land and everybody was living in the center of that land, there was a great deal of separation. But someone wised up and said, we can move our homesteads to the corners of the land. We'll still own the same amount of acreage. We, we will still have everything that we had. But in addition to this, we're going to have friends. We're going to have neighbors. We're going to have someone that if our crop fails, they can help us. If their crop fails, we can help them. I have a reason to get up and comb my hair. I have a reason to get up and, and, and fix myself up. And so today we've been given a reason to do something proactive in our life. I understand that we came here to worship the Lord. I get that. But we also came here for an important thing called fellowship. Amen. I was anticipating you walking in the door and... And I hope you were anticipating me walking in the door. I hope you didn't drop your head when I walked in. But uh, So we're here, and there's something, there's something wonderful that will happen in the Spirit because we have come together, and as a promise where we gather together in His name, He promised to be here. So we have that promise, and so something powerful, and anything is, there's nothing that's limited to what can happen in this place today. But if the Lord hypothetically were to do nothing in our midst, and we know that's impossible, but if the Lord were to do nothing, there's going to be something very sweet dropped in our spirit just because we've been together here today because that was by God's design. And so here are the Danites, back to the book of Judges, that, that when they looked and they saw these people were comfortable, but they were alone. When they saw that they were content, but they were not connected to anything, they realized this is easy prey and we can take them because they have no one to come to their aid to defend them. You know, we, we can really uh, almost mock the power of prayer. And uh, I, I just stay with me in that comment for just a, mo- a moment. We can almost mock that in our heart when... When, uh, when someone needs prayer and we raise our hand, we're not really, we're not really sure what the intricate uh, portions of that unspoken request may be. Or we don't have any idea of the tentacles that are attached to that. Many times, and I'm not, I'm not trying to demean our method here, but many times uh, it's a name on a card that is read or a name on the screen that is shown. And if we're not careful, we can almost mock that in our heart. Because we have no idea the crisis that may lie behind that. There will be a name on our prayer request today. And because uh, we just don't like to get into every little intricate detail of every situation, uh, we, we sometimes may fail to understand the gravity of what is going on. But one of the names that will be on our card, our prayer list today, is the name of a dear minister couple friend of ours uh, that we have known for, for probably almost 30 years that we found out just yesterday or day before yesterday that at 52 years of age, she, his wife died, Sister Wilson died in her sleep. Amen. But if I didn't take the, the moment to tell you that and we just said, pray for the Scott Wilson family. Because that's how it's going to come across in just a few moments. Amen. We can almost mock that or at least take that light in our heart. Amen. But I'm going to tell you, when you're on the other side of that, when you are standing in those shoes... And you don't have the energy to pray for yourself. Am I speaking to anybody? When we don't have the spiritual wherewithal, when we don't have the vocabulary 
to pray for ourselves. What a wonderful reprieve it is to know that when I don't have the strength to pray for myself. (laughs) Amen. Someone, someone is calling my name in prayer. Amen. There's something about the church, that togetherness of the kingdom of God. And and we are somewhat uh, creatures of habit. And so somewhere along about the same time every Wednesday night we're praying and we're calling people's names in prayer. And somewhere along about the same time every Sunday we're calling people's name in prayer. And through the years I have lost count of how many people contacted us and said at that hour. At that hour I'm in healing come in our home. At that hour strength came into my body. At that hour peace came into my soul. I was so glad at that moment that I wasn't an island to myself. I was so glad at that moment I realized and recognized the need for you. Amen. To have you in my life. Because when I can't pray for myself and when I don't know what else to do, someone with a more clear head, someone that's not in the storm, someone that sand is not blowing in their eyes, they can go to an altar and with clarity of heart and clarity of mind, they can call our names in prayer. (laughs) Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I've shared this so many times before, but I I was always so moved throughout our life when there was a a very special pastor friend of ours and his wife, and and they were certainly mentors to us and leaders to us in our early years of ministry, but it never failed that whenever we saw her, and we we didn't see her all all that often, but maybe annually or a couple of times annually, uh, but I, I never remember a time that I wasn't in her presence that she didn't say, I called your name in prayer today. How humbling that is. We're 700 miles removed geographically, but I don't know what the connection was with us and her, but I'm so thankful that God had placed our name in her heart and in her her mind so indelibly that I called your name today in prayer, today in prayer. Solomon said in Ecclesiastes 4 and 12 that a threefold cord is not quickly broken. It is not quickly broken. The devil walks about as a roaring lion and that's what the scripture says. And so when he sees that are, that are left of themselves, then they are just easy prey. That's the end of the story. He sees easy prey. And so there are many things that we battle that would separate us from one another. And that's not always disagreements. That's not always an angst. There can be situations that land in our lives that and, and that create a lot of stress or cause a lot of stress. And maybe, maybe there are things that happen in our life that, that somewhat beyond our ability to control, situations that, that seemingly we feel like we can fix this. And so we choose then to just kind of suffer in private or suffer alone. But Ecclesiastes, again, nine, 4 and 9, two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. For if they fall, the one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him that is alone when he falleth, for he hath not another to help him up. Woe to him that is alone to falleth, because he doesn't have somebody to help him up. You know, when you're 12 years old and you fall down and you just fall down without something tragic happening, you can just bounce right up. When you're 22, you probably stand a pretty good chance of bouncing up. At 32, you probably are still pretty adept enough to get up. At 42, things start changing. You can still get up, but you got to think about it. <laughs> At 52, you can get up, but you need a plan. 
Amen. And on, and I'll just stop right there because that's as much experience as I have. But I can just tell you that woe to him that is alone when you fall because you're going to need someone to be there to bear you up. I'm thankful for Psalms 91 that's not just something cute and whimsical to read, but I'm thankful to know that I've given angels charge over you with a specific call. Lest you dash your foot against a stone, they're going to be there to bear you up. Now, I'm thankful for that spiritual help. Amen. I'm thankful for that spiritual help. But as the little boy said to his father one night, when his father said, we're going to pray and we're going to ask God to touch your situation, the little boy in a childlike and out of the mouth of babes, he said, I know, Daddy, but sometimes I just need someone with skin. Amen. And sometimes I'm thankful for the Lord, but sometimes I need somebody with skin. I need somebody that can touch me, that can put their arm around me, somebody that can, can look me in the eyes and I can see the concern and the empathy in their heart for where I am. Amen. Aren't you thankful for that? Aren't you thankful for that? Amen. That's so a part of our bridge ministry is designed for what we're talking about right here. Sometimes there are circumstances that may take people out of our regularly scheduled services for weeks and sometimes even months. There have been cases even for years. And so we need someone from this church to be a part of that ministry so that we can do what? We can make sure we stay connected to them, that there is a togetherness. And so we send copies of every service to them. We want them to make sure that they are a part of the ministry of the church but they also need someone with skin. Amen. They need someone to sit in their living room and to hold their hand, not to just camp out, but to say, I want to pray with you. I want to, I want to give you something. Why? Because the value today of what we're doing is not just found in the beat of the drum. It's not just found in the rhythm of the song. It's not just found in the lyric of the song. It's not just found in the ministry of the program. But a lot of what's going on here today is found because we are together. We are together. And so it's, so it's so important that we understand the value of that. Leviticus 26 and 8 said, And five of you shall chase a hundred, and a hundred of you shall put ten thousand to flight, and your enemy shall fall before you by the sword. There's something about being together. Say, so, well, it's just a few of us. But he said, five of you can chase a hundred. And a hundred of you can chase ten thousand. Amen. So it's, it's, it may be few in our eyes, but it's way more than few in the eyes of God. In the book of Acts, back to chapter 4 and verse 31, the Bible says, And when they prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And they spake the word of God with boldness. Boldness. You know, there's something about the power of being together that can baptize us with boldness. Amen. When they, when they prayed, the scripture says, when they prayed. I believe, and I would take nothing away from private prayer, but I believe some of our, pre- our best prayer meetings and some of our best moves of God have happened as an end result of us being together. You get alone and all kind of fear and doubt can invade our minds and our heart no matter who we are. And a prayer meeting is a more powerful than just a prayer. And, and again, not taking away anything from our private devotions and seasons of prayer, but 50 people praying together can be more powerful than people, 50 people, that same 50 people praying apart. Amen. There's something about being together, assembled together. And so a connected church is like the book of Acts church. 
They had victory together. They fought their battles together. They laughed together. They wept together. Amen. And so if we are going blind spiritually, don't connect yourself to someone else that's going blind spiritually. Romans 15 and 1 said that the weak ought to bear, that the strong ought to bear the infirmities of the weak. And so in those seasons of weakness, I need to connect myself to someone that's strong, someone that can help me, someone that can give me a sense of direction. And so here is the bottom line today, I suppose, to it all, that we, uh, we can talk about all of this and we can amen uh, what I'm saying here today, what we're, the Bible is teaching us here today. But if we just walk away with, without implementing this in our life, then no matter what it is and no matter how much it will help us, we can still die. The doctor can prescribe the medication that's needed. We can go to the pharmacy and feel that medication. But if we bring it home and just set it on the counter, it will not do us any good at all. Somehow I've got to let this be a part of who I am. I mean, there's some medications you can take that and begin to feel instantly. And sometimes the doctor advises this. Now, you're going to need to take this for several days because it's going to take a while to get in your system. So don't just take one and because you don't feel some instant gratification or some instant relief, think that this is doing no good. And you know what? Sometimes I think if we're not careful, we get caught up in the sensational side of church. And there are some services that are more animated than others. There are some services that are more demonstrative than others. And so sometimes in the lack of that animation or emotion, then we can go home and think, well, not a lot happened here today. But some, we just need some things in our system. Amen. Whether we were on our feet rallying, whether or not the preacher even moved from behind the desk. Amen. There are some things we just need to get this, and I need to get this in my system. This is going to do more, I mean, let me just say this today, that sometimes our coming together will do more for us in our tomorrows than it does in our right nows. But just because it didn't do anything for us in our right now, don't disregard it. Amen. Don't write off a Sunday morning service. Don't write off a Wednesday evening service because you felt like it wasn't sensational enough. I want to come and get this in my system. Amen. I want to come and build friendships and relationships because I may need them. I will need them, but I may need you specifically. I may need you specifically. And you know, sometimes the enemy comes in and wants to drop a little seed of of separation. And if you'll resist that, that very person that the enemy tried to pit you against may be the very person that intercedes for you in your future. Amen. And so I want to be a part of the church, a piece of the church, not just an attachment. I want to be an integral piece of the church. And so it's like that puzzle piece It's just waiting to be connected to the other side. There is another side. There is another piece that will form fit. There is another piece that will make all of this make sense. And so I want to make sure that I'm a part of that. I I know I read this scripture um, Wednesday night, but I want to go back to Galatians 6 and 1. What an important passage of scripture this is to us. I just have the first verse, I think, on the screen, but I'm going to read the second one as well. The Bible says, Brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fall, he which are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. And then verse number two says, Bear ye one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. How important it is to realize that we need to be there 
for someone in their time, in their time of need. Amen. I've often thought of certain people and perhaps even myself in certain situations, but I thought if, if, if these people don't need a friend now, they probably will never need one. If they can get through this alone, they can probably get through the rest of their life alone. So we need to make sure that we're there. We need to make sure that we're there to help someone get back on the right path. And we do that by realizing that we're an, impart, an important part of this. Yes, Amen. Please understand that you are an important part of this church. Yes. Amen. You're an important part of this church. I wonder if we could just stand together and ask the Lord to seal this word in our heart today. That His Spirit would touch us. Not to just be a warm body, but to be a part of the body of Christ. Amen. Lord, I love you today. And I ask you now to let the authority, the power, and the presence of your spirit and your word. Oh, God, let it be center stage in our life. I pray today, Lord, that I would realize the value of your spirit, but additionally realize the value of those that you have placed within the kingdom. So uniquely, Lord, have you set the kingdom in place. So uniquely have you built the kingdom of God on this earth. Lord, that we are connected one to another. We bear one another's burdens and we bear responsibilities. We bear that upon our heart and our lives today. And I pray in Jesus' name that you would touch us and that you would strengthen us by your hand and by your authority today. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' This message has been brought to you today by the media ministry of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. We pray that it's ministered to you in some way, and we'd like to take this opportunity to invite you to join us in service here at Hatchbend Apostolic. Our Sunday services begin at 10 a.m. and our Wednesday night service at 7.30 p.m. For any more information or to speak with our ministry staff, please feel free to call our church office at 386-935-2806 or you can visit the contact link here on our website. Again, thank you for listening, and we pray God's richest blessings on you and your family.